This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Night of Fear. The library barricaded. The student wounded at Sandy Hook 10 years ago. Now this. The fact that this is the second mass shooting that I have now lived through is incomprehensible. And the killer in red sneakers stalking the campus. Then, family terrorized. The mom and four sons set upon in their minivan by thugs. They're opening my kid's door. And the ratings are in. You may be surprised at the results. The dancer who almost fell off the platform. And she gave birth just nine months ago. What doctors say about Rihanna's new pregnancy. Plus, the shocking reenactment at the Alec Murdoch murder trial. From here back on his skull, all this is gone. As his sister-in-law takes the stand. I did at one point ask him if Maggie had suffered. Then, $2 billion mystery solved. The Powerball winner comes forward. So who is he? Plus... Just in time for Valentine's Day, historic love letters. This is a romance for the ages. What our Mary Calvi uncovered. When I am with you, I can hardly let you a moment out of my arms. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Confusion and anger in Lansing, Michigan today as people try to make sense of the deadly shooting at Michigan State University. Three students were killed, five severely wounded. As Stephen Fabian reports, the entire student body was put on lockdown with an emergency text to run, hide and fight. Oh, my God. Chaos as Michigan State students run for their lives. You want to get something in front of the door? A mass shooter is stalking the campus and emergency social media blasts tell thousands of students to run, hide, fight. The drama began at 8.35 p.m. at Berkey Hall, where students were attending evening classes. I have an active shooter at Berkey Hall and MSU's campus. As police flooded the ground, surveillance cameras caught the gunman striding toward his next target, the students' union less than a half a mile away. 
Sounds like the shooter is currently in the Union building. He was stalking the campus in a baseball cap, mask, denim shirt, and those distinctive red sneakers. This surveillance photo shows him in a stairwell drawing his gun. We all were like, yeah, but we're not willing to die here, so we need to find a place that's going to make us feel safe. You can see graduate student Graham Diedrich and others barricading themselves inside the library. How'd you know what to do in that situation? As Americans, we're taught in our schools to barricade ourselves in, you know, like we're taught from a young age, like at school, there's a possibility that someone's going to come here and kill you. Just moving those tables and those shelves into those locations, it was just kind of second nature, like something just clicked. This Michigan State student, Shannon Watts, was wounded in the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting 10 years ago in Connecticut. The fact that this is the second mass shooting that I have now lived through is incomprehensible. The search went on for three hours. Police distributed this photo showing the wanted man. It was a caller's tip that led law enforcement to that suspect. Finally, at 11.35, when police cornered him in Lansing, he shot himself. He was identified today as 43-year-old Anthony Dwayne McRae. Police confirmed a note was found on his body. We're also learning about the three students who were killed. 19-year-old Arielle Diamond Anderson. She had her own YouTube channel. The sophomore is beloved for her compassion and love of children. She dreamed of becoming a pediatrician. 20-year-old Alexandria Werner was a biology and anthropology major. Alex was a standout basketball player in high school, number 24. She is remembered as a terrific student and leader who personified kindness. 20-year-old Brian Frazier was a sophomore studying business. He played lacrosse and worked as a lifeguard. His family described him as the light of their lives. <laughs> Didn't get a lot of sleep last night, sir. Dr. Denny Martin, who worked with a trauma team on wounded victims, was overcome with emotion at a press conference. And Michigan Congresswoman Elisa Slotkin expressed fury. And I am filled with rage that we have to have another press conference to talk about our children being killed in their schools. Oh, my God. Meantime, today marks the fifth anniversary of the massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. At 10.17 a.m. this morning, students held a moment of silence to mark the moment 17 students and staff members were fatally shot. They call it a sideshow, and that doesn't sound menacing, but this family is here to tell you it is terrifying. They were on their way home when they found themselves in the midst of a melee of cars doing donuts. Then they told Ann Mercagliano that the crowd came after them. A mom and her four little boys are terrorized as they are surrounded by an angry mob. I was absolutely terrified. It happened in Sacramento, California. Amanda Hensley was driving the family minivan. The family was on their way home from a birthday party for their 10-year-old twins when they got caught in an illegal street closing. It's called a sideshow. Cars doing donuts and other tricks and causing general mayhem. The neighborhood has been the scene of previous sideshows like this. As they drove through the intersection, the crowd attacked the van, pelting it with beer bottles. The father, who asked not to be named, can be seen with his hands up, trying to calm everyone down. Then he's pushed to the ground. Amanda got out of the car and ran to his side. In those moments, did you think someone could have been killed? I feared that I was going to watch this crowd kill him 
in front of me and his children. They were kicking him, stomping on him. The children flee, screaming and in tears. Several bystanders try to comfort them. They were punching my 14-year-old son through the window. Dad suffered multiple injuries, including bruised ribs. The minivan was severely damaged, but worst of all is the memory of a night of terror this family says they will never forget. The family's now set up a GoFundMe page to help fix their car and to move to a safer area. We've got information about it over at InsideEdition.com. That nail-biter of an ending and Rihanna's halftime pregnancy reveal all added up to ratings gold for the Super Bowl, giving the NFL its biggest viewership in years. The ratings are in and they were huge. 113 million people watched the Super Bowl, the largest audience in six years. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes celebrated the big victory at Disneyland with wife Brittany and their kids. Right after Disney, he headed over to the Jimmy Kimmel show and revealed he hadn't been to bed yet. I fell asleep on the nap ride over from Disneyland to here, so that, that was my sleep. He talked about that scary moment in the second quarter when everyone thought his Super Bowl might be over. Oh boy, he's in pain. Uh, definitely was a scary moment for sure, but we were able to get it done in the end and uh, come out Super Bowl champs. Let me get the big guy in here. Super Bowl host Terry Bradshaw is taking heat for poking fun at Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Come on, waddle over here. And he wasn't done. He ended the interview with... Have a cheeseburger on us. Clueless, embarrassing were the reactions on social media. But Coach Reid doesn't seem to mind. Some of the performers are being blasted for lip-syncing. Shirley Ralph, who sang Lift Every Voice and Sing, the Black National Anthem, dismissed the controversy. Does it matter, she told The Hollywood Reporter. Does it matter? No. Thank you. Rihanna, whose lip syncing was pretty obvious, was blasted by Howard Stern. I don't even know why she bothered showing up. In my opinion, 85% of that performance was uh, lip sync. Standing by her today, her dancers. They literally risked their lives for the show. This dancer stumbled and almost fell off the platform. I did not know she was pregnant. One of the dancers says Rihanna kept her pregnancy a secret all through rehearsals. Just rehearsing with Rihanna for one week, I did not know. She came into rehearsals with big fur coats. And nationally prominent obstetrician Dr. Lisa Masterson is weighing in today on Rihanna's pregnancy just nine months after she gave birth to her son. We want you to at least wait six months because we know there's a huge increase of risk factors for preterm labor and uh, preterm birth and uh, low birth weight. Uh, but if you can wait 18 months, it's even better. And how about this? It turns out that Rihanna is deathly afraid of heights, which makes that performance at 60 feet in the air even more impressive. Other news today, more drama at the Alec Murdoch double murder trial as the older sister of slain Maggie Murdoch took the stand to testify. She said she thought it was odd that her brother-in-law didn't make solving the killings his priority. She's the sister of slain Maggie Murdoch, and today she tearfully relived the moment she found out that Maggie and her nephew had been shot to death. I just couldn't believe it. I didn't think it was true. I said there has to be a mistake. 
Marion Proctor also yes, told of a conversation she had with her brother-in-law, Alex, now on trial for the murders. I did at one point ask him if Maggie had suffered, and he assured me that she did not. Now, I don't know that I think that's true. Outside of the presence of the jury, the sister testified about an affair Maggie believed Alex had several years ago. They were able to resolve the issues, but Maggie still brought it up. Maggie's sister, Marion Proctor, took the stand and started talking about the family dynamic. They appeared to be perfect on the outside, but there was infidelity in the past. The judge ruled that that testimony was not admissible. A pathologist also revealed grim details about how Maggie was killed. She was shot from, at one point, from behind her and at one point from above her. The pathologist also took part in a demonstration of how 22-year-old Paul Murdoch was slain with a shotgun. From here back on his skull, all this is gone. Um, to the right side. Alex Murdoch looks shaken as his lawyer counted the shotgun pellets taken from Paul's body. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. And this is just release video taken the second time Murdoch was interviewed by police. During the interview in a police car, Murdoch said something that prosecutors argue was an admission of guilt. It was just so bad. I did it so bad. Did he say, I did him so bad, or did he say, they did him so bad, as the defense maintains? It was just so bad. I did it so bad. And might Alex Murdoch take the witness stand? His attorneys reportedly are considering it. It is a move that legal experts say would be rare in such a high-profile murder trial. And it's been a mystery for three months. Who won the biggest Powerball jackpot in history? And now we have the answer to the $2 billion question. Lotto mystery solved. The name of the person who is the only player to match all six numbers of the historic Powerball drawing last November is Edwin Castro. Edwin Castro is the sole winner of the $2.04 billion jackpot, the largest in Powerball history. We've been waiting three months for this lotto mystery to be solved. 2.04 Billion dollars. The ticket was sold in November here at Joe's Service Center in Altadena, California. Edwin Castro is taking the single lump sum. Officials read a statement from the lucky man who declined to appear at the announcement. I am shocked and ecstatic to have won the Powerball drawing. I guess you are. California law requires that the names of lottery winners be made public. Next. The Idaho student murders investigation. New information. Why the surviving roommate didn't call the cops. And how the suspect was fired as a teacher's assistant just before the murders. Did he mistreat female students? He was warned time after time. Plus, just in time for Valentine's Day, historic love letters. This is a romance for the ages. What our Mary Calvi uncovered. When I am with you, I can hardly let you a moment out of my arms. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, 
Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. It's a key question in the murders of those four University of Idaho students. Why did a surviving roommate not call 911? There may now be an answer. The surviving roommate in the Idaho College killings failed to call 911 the night of the slayings because she apparently believed the killer was a party guest. One of the details that we've come to learn um, is that she didn't think anything other than just noisy roommates uh, was a problem. She, she thought her roommates were horsing around and being loud in the middle of the night. The house was known as Party Central, with cops coming multiple times responding to noise complaints. News Nation's Ashley Banfield says a source close to the investigation gives her the fullest explanation yet about why the roommate, Dylan Mortensen, never called 911 despite coming face to face with the suspect. Wasn't a statement attributed to her that she was frozen in fear, which is why she didn't call 911? The words that the affidavit quotes are a frozen shock phase which I could imagine a young woman in the middle of the night peeking out into her very dark house and seeing a lone male that she didn't recognize walking towards her as a little scary. She probably might have thought it was just a friend of someone in the house, but it creeped her out. We're also learning that in the weeks following the murders, Brian Koberger was allegedly fired from his job as a teaching assistant due to troubling behavior at Washington State University, where he was studying for his doctorate in criminology. Banfield says she's seen Koberger's termination letter. There were some allegations that he was sexist, um, that he was grading the female students in a much more harsh way than the male students, and that he was following at least one student out to her car and he was spoken to and apparently he didn't correct his behavior. One month after the November 13th murders, he was fired after allegedly getting into a second altercation with a professor. He was in a volatile relationship with a professor. He allegedly treated female students in an inappropriate way. Do any of these things tell us potential why? Why would he commit these crimes? I don't think it tells us the, the why, but I do think it gives us insight into who Brian Koberger was in the weeks and days leading up to the killings. Koberger's attorney says he will be exonerated. When we come back, the new book from our Mary Calvi, perfect for Valentine's Day. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is Valentine's Day, and our Mary Calvi has a new book about a love story from part of our nation's history. This is a romance for the ages. Just in time for Valentine's Day, our Mary Calvi has unearthed long-lost love letters that offer a rare look into our history. They were letters exchanged by the future president, Teddy Roosevelt, and his little-known first love, Alice Lee. For Teddy Roosevelt, it was love at first sight. For Alice... She was playing hard to get. Mary showed us the letters at the Theodore Roosevelt Birthplace National Historic Site in Manhattan. The family would gather here. For decades, many historians thought all but a few of the letters had been destroyed. But Mary discovered them buried in archives at Harvard University. And what they reveal about one of our greatest presidents, whose face is immortalized forever on Mount Rushmore, is eye-opening. To see the love that Teddy Roosevelt had for her and the love she had for him, I was caught up in it. At the time, Roosevelt was a student at Harvard and Alice, a 17-year-old socialite from a prominent Boston family. My dearest Teddy Kins, and she goes on to say, I shall have you here Saturday night. I shall not let any other look at you as I shall want you all to myself. In another, Roosevelt writes, My dearest love. I worship you so that it seems almost desecration to touch you. And yet, when I am with you, I can hardly let you a moment out of my arms, my purest queen. He ends it by saying, goodbye, my own heart's darling, your loving Thee. She called him Thee. The letters form the basis for Mary's latest historical fiction book, If a Poem Could Live and Breathe, a novel of Teddy Roosevelt's first love. There I was with the original Gilded Age love letters and feeling very close and intimate and almost as if I was intruding. Teddy and Alice did end up getting married, but like so many love stories, this one has a tragic ending when fate forces Roosevelt to go on without his dear Alice. Alice Lee has been dismissed and disparaged and really erased from history, but she had so much to say, and she deserves to be heard. And here's this tease. If you want to know what happened to Alice, you'll have to read Mary's book. You can get an excerpt over to InsideEdition.com. When we come back, a pint-sized valentine. Finally today, it's Valentine's Day for all ages. This little guy has a very special valentine. Can I look at me? Who's your valentine? Vivian. Little Vivian is waiting for him at the other door. Don't worry, buddy. You'll get the hang of it someday. And happy Valentine's to all of you. 
If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.